Hello, you're listening to a Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. For once, I can directly see you while I'm talking. It's a different setup here. Mm-hmm. So everybody get to see Tama over there. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, you're going to be able to see where I'm pointing. Um, but yes, today's episode is our 2023 Anime of the Year Deliberations podcast episode. We're going to try to video record this so you can see it on YouTube itself, but... It's going to be a long one, so I'm hoping nothing blows up in the meantime. Making no promises. I keep saying, saying that every single episode, and it works out. So maybe I'm just jinxing that it works. Sometimes whenever you say that stuff, it, it messes up. But oh, we I, got it. We got a super snowstorm, though. Yes, it is, it, is, it is a little bit cold. The entire the entire city is trying to shut itself down because of it. The people around here just don't know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just chill and slow down. It's easy. It's so simple. You just don't go fast. Uh, anyways, but yes, uh, we're going to go through a whole bunch of genres. I have it decently pre-set up so it makes it go quicker. I remember, remember when we used to actually take like like three eight-hour recordings <laughs> to do these deliberations, mm-hmm. and it was because we were literally going through every single genre and looking for every option. So now I kind of pre-set up things using Annie List. So if any of the shows are not in the genre list, it's Annie List's fault. Um, we usually kind of go based on our own feelings if something is like not listed as adventure, but we still think it's adventure. But Analyst did a pretty good job based on what I looked at. So we're going to go based on their genres. We're going to go through each of the genres, pick our favorites, and then move on to the next ones all the way through the typical genres. We do best girl, best boy, cutest character, um, best couple, which is, was a little more difficult this time than ever. <laughs> and then we'll go into each of the seasons. And then we will go into, of course, the anime of the year. So if you are somebody that don't like to watch our content, you're probably going to skip straight to the anime of the year stuff and just look at that. But hopefully you'll stick with us with all the genres because then you get a deeper perspective of each of the shows. Because, yes, technically a warning to people, we do – we don't repeat ourselves. So if we want to talk about a show, we're probably not going to talk too much in depth with it later on because we already talked about it. So that all said – as usual, we're at talkofspirit.com. That's where we can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, ways to support us through Patreon, tips, links, um, YouTube. You can go through super, th- super Thanks and memberships. We greatly appreciate everybody that supports the channel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Um, but yeah, with all said, we should get started. You're not going to do a combined list this time? No, we didn't do it last time, and we figured it was always kind of turned into one of those things of like, we just end up, we end up going based on the, the, the height of it in our hierarchy and then combine it all that kind of stuff so it never really turned out to be a bunch of a discussion plus you don't fight very much i don't fight much anymore. we used to we used to have duke it out like which one goes where um plus you had a lot of troubles watching a lot of shows this year so mm-hmm. it's going to turn into that whole thing of like you telling me well you watched it and i didn't get a chance to so anyways um <laughs> some some rule sets to tell people first of all if the show is not ended in the year we do not count it so it has to finish its run. So, yes, technically some shows that started last year or the previous year, 2022, can feed into winter of 2023 and they will be included. If it is a show like Freerin, Apothecary Diaries, Undead Unluck, Shangri-La Frontier, Ragnar Ragna, Ragna Crimson, 
those shows are not eligible for any of these categories for a 2023 list. So I have to say that now. I don't know why I say it because somebody will end up saying something later on. <laughs> like I, I did, what was it? My fall? Yeah, I did my fall video, fall 2023 video, uh, best of. And somebody's like, where's Freren and Apothecary Diaries? And I'm like, literally at the beginning of the video and at the end of the video, I said Freren, Apothecary Diaries and all those other shows that are still going into winter are not included. And that's, that's, it's, it's, it's so like, funny. People don't watch the whole video, do you? You just skip to each one of the well, numbers. Uh, and I, I know. Anyways. It's it, the this the silly thing is is that's probably the one the most contentious of all of our rules. Yeah, and 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 it, it it's it's the one rule that we were we're very stern on or very strict on because we've had it's, cases it's where the, show yeah. is Helk. Helk is a prime example. If you ask me, is Helk an amazing show based on its first core? I would tell you yes. This is a really great show, but that second half completely killed it so that's a good example of we like to take the whole run as an example that's mm -hmm. what these these creators are doing they're basing their their core run their structure if it's one core or two core on a story arc typically and so the run into a second core is often now yes i don't see apothecary diaries or Ferrin dropping the ball but it's a rule that we've set because of that aspect yeah you can't expect that a show is going to be perfect its entire run. Sometimes it can be a really crappy second half, and then you're going to judge it based on that. I think we've gotten way too mixed. Darling and the Franks, for a lot of people, would argue that the second half killed it. There's there's just too many shows where a second half just kills all that momentum, and the story arc itself it goes into ruins it. Yeah. Um, to your eternity. I, I can name a ton of examples where a second half ruins an entirety of a season. Now, yes, it, it, we could technically put it as Ferrin Part One, <laughs> Season One, Part One, but it's just again, it's 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 it all is. in cinema. It, it's not that many shows every year. It's always typically, you know, two to four shows. It's just this year specifically, it's two bangers, and it, well, technically three, maybe four if you call like Shangri La, Frontier, and Ragna as bangers. So, it's unless just unless the entire anime industry has shifted. You can almost guarantee that we're going to be gushing over Freren and, and Apothecary Diaries next year. That's so. what I said. Well, that's why I said in my video, I'm like, if they were included, just know they'd be number one and two. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I even I even said that they literally win everything in this thing. So it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's our rule set. Additionally, we don't like to – we don't include shows that are what we call epics. They are shows that last for hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So you're – your long-running shonens, Bleach, stuff like mainly this year is going to be Bleach. Obviously, One Punch or One Piece because we don't watch One Piece. Um, Attack on Titan, that's another one that's not included. Doctor Stone's really close. We're going to allow it. <laughs> um, what was the other one that I was thinking of? Um, I, I think Kaguya: Summon Love is War is technically still within the bounds of that. Um, Sh uh, Shield Hero still within the bounds. So. Any show that's long running, which I think right now is just strictly Bleach and Attack on Titan, those are not going to be included in the list because they've gotten their day. We've 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 talked about them plenty enough. They've gotten their awards. Uh, it's typically so we can move on and not you know compare shows that are five hundred episodes long to a show that's twelve episodes. It's just again another rule. Again another one that nobody likes. <laughs> I think those two rules are like the most contingencies that people have. Um, lastly. The genres are going to be we, – we, we have a lot of, like, talks about things like fantasy and stuff like that, what constitutes fantasy. 
we're we're pretty kind of flexible on this stuff. It's just based on what we feel the show is kind of going for. So even if it is listed like a comedy, like Crunchyroll did for Odd Taxi, I don't put it in comedy, but <laughs> to each their own. This is just what we kind of feel. And like I said, I technically use any list to break down the genres. So that all said, I think I'll get everything. Is that everything? Is that all the rules? Is there any rules that I'm missing? No, I think you got them all. Okay. This will probably be a long podcast as usual, so strap in. But I hope you guys enjoy. So let's jump into our first category, which is action. Which literally every show in the entire history of anime has an action genre. So it's the most difficult one to kind of to kind of figure out. So let me just let me just run through the list. Um, I'll go quickly on here. We have Jujutsu Kaisen second season, obviously. Demon Slayer, Hell's Paradise, Vinland Saga second season, Zom One Hundred. Um, some other ones in here that would probably include Shield Hero, obviously, Eminence and Shadow. Neuron Amada, I think, is going to probably be a big, big one for me. We do typically try to keep the genres, like, specifically in, if somebody asks for this genre, this is the shows we'll pick. So they're going to give a good example. Like, yes, I can technically say there is a genre action show that I, like, Ranking of Kings. Good example. Ranking of Kings is classified as action. Ranking of Kings, specifically Ranking of Kings, Treasure Chest of Courage. Now, if you ask me for a action show, even though Ranking of Kings, Treasure Chest of Courage is leaps and bounds better than anything else that has probably an action genre tagged to it, I wouldn't pick it because I don't feel it is a action-driven, at least that segment. It's not very action-driven. Um, did they even have any fights in that entire season? I don't, well, I mean, there was, like, training and stuff like that. They had the whole training segment. They had, at the very end, there was the fight with the, that, um, that guy with, um, Oaken. But that's about it. Like, it is not, like I said, not very an action-driven, uh, narrative there. So, good example there that even if it is a, it has action in it, doesn't mean it's good. So, like, even Vinland Saga second season I struggle with. Because that was, like, yes, they had, like, a big battle, but it, again, it's not, it was a very chill season. It was more about like, you know, the, the forced servitude and seeking freedom and, uh, really inner, 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 inner reflection. Blah. Uh, that's, that was really what was more driven. Demon Slayer is a given. Like the Shonens are givens. Demon Slayers, Hell Paradise and, and Jesus Christ and, are kind of the givens and they're probably going to be up there. Obviously I'm going to, I'm going to be very quick here and probably just put, JJK second season up there even though I wasn't thrilled by it I don't think you can really make an argument against it as an action show it is through and through an action show so is Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village Arc Hell's Paradise as an action show I guess is also another one that's really strong um Zom 100 was super fun oh my gosh it was super fun even though I hate the final arc <laughs> I, I told everybody like I made my list for fall and everybody's like, but Zom 100 is coming out on Christmas day. And I'm like, yeah, but I know what that last arc is and it's not going to change my mind on it. I love it, but it's not going to change my mind. It's actually going to ruin it a little bit because that, I hate the storytelling in that last arc. It's just, it's so cringy. <laughs> it's so cringy. Shield Hero 2. I... How far did you get in through Rurouni? Uh, Rurouni Kenshin... I got to the end of the, uh, pretty close to the end of the first core, and then I got mid-core sidetracked, and I'm like, 
it's just Rurouni Kenshin. I mean, I've, I know the story. Well, they had a lot of action set pieces. So oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, the, yeah. What I seen, they is were a, doing pretty good, but I didn't, uh, I didn't catch any of the good battles. So how did it do? Do you know? I mean, I was satisfied with all the fight scenes that I got. Like, it was not to the levels of, like, the old 90s. Was it 90s? Was that in the 90s? Or was that 2000? I think it was 2000s. Yeah. Like, it was still in the area of that really good um, production values. And I think they, they did well in the re the remake. Uh, what else would I really put up there? Demon Level 1 Demon Lord really had a great action set piece in that one. That whole fight at, towards the later part was super good. Um... But again, that was that's like one, one big fight <laughs> out of like a whole series. I mean, they did have like the back the backstories where they're like traveling around. That was a lot of, that was a lot of stuff there. Um, what else would I would put up there as both? Like Mononogatari's is a action show, but I, I, sometimes action really does require some animation quality to be put in there. Like it's hard to really sell something that doesn't have good quality. Yeah, yeah. A good a good sakuga is is, is going to be most of your bread and butter for actions. If you don't have a really solid animation going on, it's going to take you out of it real quick. Um, let's see. Why you cop? What? Where, how I'm are you trying, making white squares? I. <laughs> how are you messing up our spreadsheet, Chris? Stop. I'm trying to make it stop doing that. Why are you creating squares? I purposely made my spreadsheet like the whole background black because my glasses, and he's he's putting white squares to mess with my glasses, obviously. Buddy Dazzy's was a lot of fun too. Spy Family second season for sure was a lot of action in that one. Goblin Slayer was super good too. Like Goblin Slayer kind of goes par and par with the idea that it's both something I enjoy and something that has great action in it. Not the greatest animation in the world, but enough. Enough that I enjoyed it. Kingdoms of Ruins got plenty of action, but not really so long as a show. Huh? Why are you going down to seven? I thought we were doing five. I'm just throwing stuff up there. Oh, just throwing stuff. I haven't I decided you. yet. Just like you do down here, <laughs> I just throw it up there instead. That's why I made plenty of space up there. So you can throw a bunch up there. Dude, a good action show? Ningen Fushin. <laughs> Crickets. High Card has some fun action in it. And I actually did enjoy that show. Um, That's going to be a struggle. Classroom for Heroes had really good action as well. But it was just a blah show overall. Uh, Gundam Witch Mercury had some good action again. I'm I'm still kind of mixed overall. I mean, it's a really good show, but I guess I'll, th I'll throw that up there as well. Just for now. Fate, Strange Fake. Holy crap, yes. Up there, please. Please. <laughs> please. Now, again, not as much action as I was hoping because it's a lot of... It's a, pro, it's a, it's a prologue story. So it's a lot of build-up, but there was a couple of really good action scenes in there. Um, Under Ninja... Very few action scenes, but it was there. Is that everything? Oh, Bungo Stray Dogs. Holy crap. I'm already, like, super full up here. Sorry, Shield Hero. <laughs> For now. I already gave you some words, Shield Hero. It was a good, it was a good, a good season for action, honestly, with that one. Or, yeah, year in general. Okay, so I have in my short list, Jujutsu Kaisen, second season, Demon Slayer, Hell's Paradise, Psalm 100, Bungo Stray Dogs 4 and 5, technically. 
Um, Pluto, I'm not going to put both Bungo straight out because they're going to take two lists. Um, Pluto, for sure. Goblin Slayer, second season. High card. Gundam, which Mercury, second season. And Fate, Strange Fake. I'm going to put Bungo at the top. Let me, let me move this out of the way. Oh, you were cutting. That's why, huh? I immediately went to copy because I knew. That, I thought I that. hit copy, but I guess I hit. Oh, that's right. Control C is cut in this one, right? Well, what, is, what else is it going to be? <laughs> no, cut is X. Control X. That's what I thought. I Control thought I did... C is copy. Maybe I accidentally hit Control X. I thought I hit Control C, but. Well, you want to do your list while you're waiting for me to decide? Um, I've got, as my number one, I've got Demon Slayer. I had some fantastic action points. Uh, uh, just beautiful Sakuga. Some, it, re it really built up hype in a lot of scenes. So I was absolutely blown away by, by uh, Demon Slayer. But that that's them doing a lot of uh, really good... Um, uh, They've been doing that the entire run of that show so far. So I'm very, very impressed. Um, Zom 100 out of the gate just blew me away with some of their crazy antics and just fantastic. Uh, 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 it's not so much action. It's just, uh, just really high-paced energy moments. And so it kind of fits in the mold of action. Um, then we've got uh, – then my next one would be uh, – uh, Reign of the Seven Spellblades, another moment, another one where, um, and I'll probably do uh, say that a lot in the adventure side. There's a lot of really uh, hyped up moments, really good uh, action sequences that just really kind of um, sells that world as this um, really fantastical place. Um, Shield Hero, I absolutely love a lot of this uh, storytelling, um, and I'll probably bring that over into the adventure side as well. But in in their action sequences, really did um, actually pull off a lot of really cool moments. Um, but it's a little bit lower because it's hit and miss. Some of the some of them were not as um, fantastic as others. But when it really did matter, they really did pull out all the stops. And then finally, Eminence in the Shadow, really excellent moments when uh, when they do actually get Shadow Garden out in the forefront, gets really crazy. So <laughs> only yeah. when Shadow Garden's out there, <laughs> Sid stuff is just I atomic, I atomic. I went, I am atomic. <laughs> Are you going backwards again? Are you doing that thing again where you go backwards? Yeah, I did. You start with backwards. one and then you go to five. Like it's this, it's the most anticlimactic thing ever. It's like. <laughs> All right, here's my top five anime of the year for action. Number one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's what's what's less than that is number two. <laughs> and you would guess something that's going to be less impressive than that one is number three. <laughs> like, there's no buildup. I love it. I love it. Keep being you, Chris. <laughs> Mine, my list, I have number five. And this this might be the most, like, questionable to a lot of people is Pluto. Um, like I said, going based on strictly like action, Pluto is an amazing show, absolutely incredible show, but it's not a lot of action in it. I mean, there's probably one fight every episode, but they're again, one hour long episodes. So like the ratio of like everything else, like talking and mystery solving, I, I really feel like Pluto is more about, like, the characters and the culture and all that kind of stuff. It's not so much about the battles, which 
I honestly feel like Pluto and the writing in it, they're trying to tell you that battle war bad. So they wouldn't want to have a lot of fighting. Um, but when the action did kick in, it's incredible. And I think it is an action show is, is great. So but that's why it's in five is because it's not the ratio is not really that much. Um, you could probably make the argument to Demon Slayer, which I have as number four, is, is kind of in the same place. Demon Slayer is nowhere near as good storytelling as Pluto is, but it's got more action, and the action is really fun and intense. I mean, literally, like, half the show is one fight. <laughs> Just like with season two. Like, half the show is one fight. Um, so if you're looking for action, that Demon Slayer still kind of delivers on that. Number three is Zom 100. I just, yes, there's a part of me that just loves it death because it's finally a zombie show. Um, but I would probably put that at much higher than Demon Slayer and the idea that you still have like a lot of great action set pieces every single episode. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's just a fun show. Like through and through, it's just a fun show. Now, the, the crazy, stupid arc at the very end, again, kind of bogs it down a lot for me, but it's, it's still a fun show. Number two, I put Fate Strange Fake. Again, kind of in the same category as Pluto, where it, it's technically like not a lot of action, but when the action's there, it's, 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 it's still got plenty of action in there. And when it hits, it just really hits. And then finally, number one, Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, that show is just an absolutely fun show. Um, it's, got, it's got the storytelling there to go along with the action, great characters, and just this 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 fourth and fifth season, which, again, I'm kind of grouping together. Just call it two cores. Um, it was all run in one year. It's just a, it had a little bit of a gap. Um, it had just a lot of great little action set pieces and just not just fighting it, it's a lot of like just people fleeing from each other um turning the tables on each other and all that kind of stuff it's just an absolute blast and i enjoyed it, a lot of it so yeah that would be number one adventure are you ready to go on an adventure chris sure let's go through adventure i have listed well it's pretty much what annie list told me uh hell's paradise mushoku tensei season two vinland saga second season dr stone heavenly delusion shield hero three konosuba explosion cheat cheat skill why is that even in there throw that away <laughs> throw that one out of here <laughs> get out of here uh goblin slayer bofuri uh campfire cooking damachi handyman saito vending machine isekai um helk fireway paladin two great cleric and eighty thousand gold Hmm. I would say not a very, not a very heavy uh, adventure year for me because there's a lot of these are listed as he uh, adventure, but I wouldn't even. It's hard to really classify them as a good adventure, like Vinland Saga. What? Like what? What adventure? They're on a farm the whole time. Where are they going? <laughs> now you could probably say everything around Canute. Probably he was he was going places, but. Not not really an adventure. Hell's Paradise, I think, through and through is the classification. Everything in the sense of adventure. They're going to an unknown and a lot of discovery there. Uh, Dr. Stone, technically, yes. Not to say that it was my favorite adventure ever, but it was an adventure. Shell Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Konosuba, technically, yeah. Goblin Slayer had a lot of a lot of good adventure this time around. Bofuri, I guess, wasn't my favorite though. Campfire Cooking definitely had it in there. Don Machi, I think this is where this one's gonna shine a lot. I wish I watched Faraway Paladin second season more. Cause that would probably be in my list. I didn't get a chance to get back to it, unfortunately. 
Handyman Saito, yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I think. Let me let me double check. I think I have my list. I think, yeah. Cause even like Mashoka Tensei, I love Mashoka Tensei, but Yes, like the first two or three episodes was definitely in there, but not really after that. It, it, it becomes very stationary after the first two episodes, th two or three. Was it three episodes? I think it was the first, the first volume. It's usually like three, yeah, three, three episodes per volume. Yeah, so that would have been volume seven. Which so my, we should go ten say. Oh, my list. I think I'm good on my list. Number five, Doctor Stone, New World. Like I said, the. The story around where they went and all that kind of stuff kind of bugs me a little bit. It wasn't really that exciting, but it was still a really great little arc there overall. And I always enjoy Dr. Stone. It's a lot of fun. The discovery in it is, it's, is always kind of a classic thing there. Goblin Slayer second season was a lot of was a really good uh, season overall, um, storytelling-wise, especially around the characters. And you just Do – Goblin Slayer is like – fantasy adventure like through and through it is it is all about just diving into stuff and, and traveling all that kind of stuff so uh handyman saito is probably the biggest one they have a massive question mark but it, it was like for the genre because i know it does kind of breaks the mold of an adventure but it technically when you sit down and think about it i think it's through and through that it's a, it's a hilarious series uh hell's paradise i've put it into it's not my favorite show ever but I just don't think there's that. Well, I mean, there's there's literally nothing really else besides number one that's going to beat it. And I think in that category, and it's essentially what drew me to the show was the aspect of adventure that that show had. Um, and then my number one, I have Donmachi season four, which I think was an incredibly better season of Donmachi than we've had in a long time. And I think it it pulled out all the stops for exploring that dungeon and getting deeper and deeper into it and. Just the harrowing stuff that kind of comes around that. I think, I think, which would specifically be Donmachi season four, part two, by the way. Um, it was just incredible. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I didn't really care much for the ending. The ending felt a little bit let, like a letdown. And there was a lot of like aspects of power friendship that kind of resolved it, but it was still really incredible. So, um, really enjoy that one. So that's my number one easy. All right. Um, on my side, and I'm going to do this upside down because Andrew is going to mess with me. If I <laughs> number <don't>. one. <laughs> um, number five I've got is Helic or Hel Helic. <laughs> Helic. <laughs> Helic. Um, I, 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 I think that that show did some really fantastic stuff with its. Um, it's Annie from <laughs> Annie. Annie from management with uh, Helica. Awesome. Helica. Helica. Helica and Annie from management. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually really enjoyed that show for what it tried to do. I, I, yes, I, I, a lot like Andrew, I was very, very disappointed with the ending, but it, it, it did good. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the banter that they had. Um, I, I think it was a really just a, just a action or an adventure romp. And I, I, I thought it did really fantastic with that. Um, like I said earlier, Shield Hero, I really, really do love that show, um, and I think it did fantastic as far as setting up a, an adventure of uh, this guy who's just beat down and trying to get himself into trying to figure out how to get back home um, and finding himself some allies along the way. Um, uh, but yes, like like I said before, it does have weaknesses. Um, and that's why it's not as high as it could be. Mishoko, I or Mishoko, 
Um, I absolutely love that show. Um, I love the story. This was not the best telling of it, but that's not the story's fault. So I, I, I it's not your fault. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not uh, uh, the the writer's fault. It's 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 we didn't have that great of um, visually on on that one, but it did good. Um, then I've got number two is Don Machi fantastic moments that really did build up some hype um and so i i really love that the uh the adventure that um uh bell's going through in that that particular section and then my number one is of course uh far away paladin i really loved it it um really does build up a good solid story um all the way through it um to this ultimate climactic moment um, and it still feels like it's just got so much to tell as far as its story is concerned. And so I really love it. All right. Fantasy time, Chris. It's fantasy time. Um, pretty much a lot of these are going to be what we've kind of kind of gone over already before. Um, pretty much everything with a fantasy sort of twist to it, which honestly, thankfully this year we had quite a few that kind of break the norm what you usually typically kind of classify as fantasy not you know breaking out of the norms of like it's about dragons and magic and everything um <laughs> for a good example arc knights <laughs> uh that's a fantasy show that's kind of not in your typical setting um going for girls with guns but um yeah really really solid oh i mean i almost forgot one very important one to throw in here that i can finally uh not i can finally not avoid a certain show but no really really solid year of fantasy um it i think it's technically our longest list besides maybe action which i kind of held back on the action list so it, it feels like fantasy is becoming kind of a mainstream for the anime industry right now my list um i i'm six right now i have a short list but i have i have six the one that troubles me the most is probably mashiko tensei it is such a it is such a drama and psychological type of series that it kind of deviates from the fantasy elements quite a bit. Not really, but kind of. And I feel like a lot of the fantasy elements were kind of omitted. <laughs> they were kind of omitted a lot. There was a lot of skip content that's around the fantasy stuff, but I think it's probably still still gonna be strong in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry. Level 1 Demon Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to try to give Level 1 Demon Lord something, but then I'm like, no, sorry. You kind of get you get you get bumped out by the other 5, unfortunately. I'm going to go number 5, Fate Strange Fake. It's just again another really classic uh opening. I love the writer. Um uh, for those who don't know cuz we have to repeat this every single time. It's by the way, it's from the writer Bacano. Um, he's an incredible writer, and I I got massive, like, Fate Zero vibes from that particular first little opening segment, and I cannot wait for the next season that's going to be coming out. Um, but a really incredible one. Number four, Magi Revo, Magical Revolution. I just think, like, there's so... They, they did such a good job of that show, not only having the romance that's kind of sprinkled throughout it, the story, the drama, the characters, the characters themselves are incredibly wrote, but it still has, like, a great amount of fantasy and... and magic elements behind it i mean the whole concept behind it is a girl that wants to have magic that doesn't have magic and so she's just she's messing with the mechanics of the world trying to figure out how she can possibly have magic 
Um, it, it's just it's a very beautiful show in that regard. And I really enjoyed it. Ark Knights number three. I probably the biggest uh, question mark for a lot of people. I just love Ark Knights, and this is probably the best place for it to be in any of these genre lists um, because we don't have like a military or th- stuff like that type of listing. But I love Ark Knights. Parish and Frost was amazing. I really love the characters and the directing, everything involved with that series. The writing is just incredible. Number two, Rankin of Kings, Treasure Chest of Courage. I absolutely love that one. I I was very afraid because at the first couple episodes, I was like, God, this this now I this is I see why this was skipped. <laughs> it's technically a skipped content um, season. Besides, yes, pretty much like the second half of it, which was mostly all post season one content and i loved it i loved finally getting a closure some kind of closure to oaken which was incredible and getting more insights into the the rank of the king system and stuff like that so it has me really pumped for anything else that they'll come out with on that one but i love rank of the king so and then my number one i'll be mishuko tensei like i said it's technically it's still fantasy setting even though it's a lot in rudius's insecurities and struggles that he's going through it's still it's got so much fantasy elements in there that it's not even funny. This season, we technically got like some really, really good stuff with Nanahoshi, um, Bodyguardi, Lenny and Persina, um, Cliff, Ellen Elise, Zenoba, all that stuff kind of all building up to being just a, a really solid season. Even if, well, no, that my struggle is probably going to come in the first part of the next season, but I, I feel I still think it's going to be an incredible uh, second half that I cannot wait for. So. That's my list. That's my fantasies. My favorite fantasies. Chris is Chris is struggling. You only have three. Is it is it, are you struggling inside or are you are you just being picky? Uh, well, I I didn't watch a lot of these, so I'm I'm and the ones that I did watch, I don't know that I want to put them up there, and I don't want to keep hitting the same ones over and over again as well. So. You don't have to sprinkle, Chris. You don't have to sprinkle because I put I put uh, Fate Strange Fake into. <laughs> you don't have you don't have to force yourself to sprinkle. That sounded wrong. Uh, what else did I have down here that were really good note ones? Um, Johanne was a big surprise. That's a really fun fantasy show. I did not think that would be as good as it was. Um, it 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 threw a lot of things at into some weird directions i was not expecting them to go and it did really good so. i was just i was just expecting a bunch of cute girls singing and yet we get like <laughs> like struggles with uh, accepting your past and the people around you and opening yourself up and yada 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 vexations of vampire princess that, that one had struggled with the production qualities but i had so much fun with uh Kamadi. she's just a fun character Yes, technically Super Apple Fairy Tale. The, the the first part sucked, but the second part was really good. Return of Magic was was a lot of fun. Classroom for Heroes, again, story kind of sucks, but it's a really fun ac- uh, fantasy action show. Do not put Chilling in 30s in your list. I will be so angry. Vinny Machine Sekai. I'm going to put it at number one just to tick you off. <laughs> just so I don't have to fill in another slot. And then it makes me look like I'm making fun of you. Uh, Man Saito was a lot of fun too for the fantasy setting. Kamikatsu, technically, it's a very, very odd one. Very odd one. All right, let me switch these two. Um, Danmachi as another huge one too. I probably should have put Danmachi in there, but again, my list is already filled. It's like there's no kind of breaking in this list. 
Near Automata, that would probably have been a good one as well. All right. And that's probably more in sci-fi anything. I've got, for number five, I've got Hilk. Um, Hilk is, is an interesting one because it, 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 it kind of breaks some of the, um, the ideas of what you expect from a, um, a hero story. Because, um, if you haven't gotten very far into it, you start to, uh, it, it starts out from the perspective of, um, kind of the demon, the demon side and the hero, after defeating the demon lord randomly shows up and is kind of showing up as a person in contention for the demon lord spot and um it starts from that that uh foundation and it kind of throws a lot of your your preconceived notions out the window and as far as who is the bad guy? Um, what is it, What does it mean to be the demon lord? Um, what does it mean to be a hero? And then kind of takes those and starts building on it. What if there was no limiting to who could be a, a hero? What if there, you know, what would the demons do at that point? Um, so it makes a lot of really interesting kind of delve into them. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that really does have me excited for future, uh, uh, stories from, uh, the Hulk, um, the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk, um, the Hulk, the Hulk with Anna, Annie from management with Annie from management. Um, but yeah, I, there, I mean, there is problems with the show and but there is a lot of interesting things that um I am really excited about the the writer diving into. So I I I really did enjoy the world that it was built on and if you've been listening to me I'm very very big on kind of world building when it comes to fa fantasy. Um throwing in there Shield Hero, same thing. I'm not not going to re rehash a lot of that stuff. I have Reign of Seven, seven Spellblades two times. Why do I have Reign of Seven Spellblades two times? <laughs> you probably anyway, copied it down and deleted something else. I probably did. Number two is um, Reign of Seven Spellblades. Number three is Reign of Seven Spellblades. Actually, There's so much Spellblades in here. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to throw throw that out there. Uh, Reign of Seven Spellblades. I really love the world building in that. Um, do undo until you see what you copied over. That was probably what happened. You copied over something else. I'm thinking, and I can't Hit undo a bunch. Now I'm now I'm like my my head's broken, so I got because you it. you have literally two of the same one. <laughs> what else did you have? Do you remember what else you had? No, that's why I'm that's why I'm Bofuri second season. There you go. I fixed it for yeah, you. Yeah, it's probably Bofuri. No, it wasn't. Unfortunately. <laughs> did you like Magi Revo? You didn't like Magi Revo? Didn't you like Magi Revo? Did you watch Magi Revo? Yes, I did. Okay, I was like, okay, that was pretty good, actually. It was pretty good. I, I, I dig that. Shoot, the drama is gonna be annoying. Uh, you're over here finishing up your your fantasy, and I'm I'm struggling over drama. I like to do. I like to jump ahead of him when he's doing his list. So that way, well, I did we the same. Keep I do that going forward for you too. So, was it Don Machi? You didn't want to repeat Don Machi because you did it for adventure. I mean, I guess I yeah, there wasn't a lot over here that I was really. Wanting to throw in there, so ranking of kings. Well, I technically didn't watch it, so you did. Oh, that's right. Oh crap. That's not. It's not fair for me to uh, throw that up. There. <laughs> no, that's even though. Fine, Chris. I mean, I. I mean, I love. I love it. I. I it's gonna be an easy one. I know that when I do actually watch it, it's gonna win. But 
I'm not fair. knowing how much knowing that you like Oaken as much as I do, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. But again, I know it's not fair, but I'm not complaining. Just put Ningen Fushin in your list and let's move on. <laughs> Wait, did you finish Ningen Fushin? You finished that one, didn't you? Didn't you I'm, suffer with me? Clearly, I, I, I probably just erased it from my mind. <laughs> Do you remember the whole like broken down like skyscraper society from like out of nowhere with and and dungeons with um with drop ceilings featuring fluorescent lights <laughs> and idols? I really don't. So I'm I'm guessing <laughs> I completely erased it from my memory. The show is so dumb. It was the one that opened up with the four heroes that all got like wronged by somebody they know including the pastor who was completely thrown in jail because a girl said you don't like me well he touched me or something like that i don't know what the hell she did all right um, i'm gonna just throw don machi into the third spot just just because i can't think of what it, my other show is I, i'll probably remember it later we always change our minds later we i forget that was the other stipulation that we had to put at the very beginning ask me in 20 minutes and it'll be different yeah it really is especially the, the anime of the year <laughs> Especially if we do five. We did ten last year, didn't we? Or did we force five? I think we forced five. Oh, gosh. I hate when you make me do that. So you're doing Don Machi. Okay, sorry. Number three is Don Machi 4, part two. Or are you, are you changing your mind suddenly? I'm trying to... I'm I'm desperately trying to remember what I what I had as the other one. It was probably Tier Moon Empire. Yeah, it's not a wor- Yeah, I love Tier Moon. I love my Death Was, but not it's very not fantasy. a not a f- fantasy type. It to me it doesn't feel very fantasy. I had this all perfect. It was perfect, Andrew. You probably never had another one. I, and I mean, it, you did maybe it was you had rain uh, in there twice. maybe I was planning on putting uh jobless reincarnation in that spot. That's all I could think of. I don't know. Um anyway, Reina hmm. 7 sp- Spellblades really well thought out world and i really really do love how interesting and intricate that they uh it it, it feels um and then of course um to not put more on it uh faraway paladin absolutely brilliant fantasy world that they've built on on that one so yeah love it drama is painful chris i'm still staring at my list and i can't figure, i can't decide <laughs> drama we had a good year of drama. That's a good thing. I mean, we had Ashna Cove, Inland Saga, Musha Kotensei, Yamada, Level 999, My Happy Marriage, Rent-A-Girlfriend, for some people, uh, My Home Hero, Helk, um, Duke of Death, Tear Moon Empire, Vegan Dali, Sacrificial Princess, Gene of AI, Sunune's Second Season, Rokuto's Bad Girls, I guess, is a drama. I don't know. <laughs> Yuzuki Family's Four Sons. I'm going to skip Protocol Rain, even though I just said it out loud. Bang Dream is my go. Dang, if you want some drama, watch Bang Dream is my go. That's got that's got some mellow drama in there. This gets got the sort flowing with that drama. It's about the, the fact. Here's here's the thing that I'm going to get this out of the way. Why Bang Dream is, is my go is not in my list, even though I think it's a really great show. Is because it's melodrama. And that's the drama I don't like. So in a classification of drama... Bang Dream is my go does not make the list because it's too much. Uh, Idol Master U149, Dangers in My Heart. I I don't think Danger in My Heart is actually classified as drama. Neither is Overtake. So these are the two that were hanging on my list by a thread. Is Dangers in My Heart and Overtake. I think they technically do have drama in them. But they're not classified as dramas. 
if they were, I would put them in my list. So I'm going to use that as an excuse not to have them in my list because my five, I'm having trouble getting down to five. And I think I, I think I have my list right now. I don't know if Sunerne, Sunerne is even classified as drama, but I classify as a drama. Uh, All right. That's a toughie. You have I'm going to jump already? in you're, real quick. You're, you're beating me? I'm beating you on this one. So I was, um, I was struggling. You passed it. Uh, I am going to toss uh, number five is uh, Dangers in My Heart. I really love it. It uh, had some excellent um, uh, drama moments. Uh, really fantastic um, heartfelt moments. So I'm trying to love cut it. Danger in My Heart and you're going to add it to your list so I feel bad for not having it on my list? Well, um, I, I don't want to <laughs> add anything else to my list. So, um, Dang it. Number I'm not f- struggling, so I'm going to put it in my list. And number four, um, this is going to be a surprise to Andrew because he d- obviously does not know that I'm I've Oh, I knew based it. on you saying that last review. You um, had me hatch another show. <laughs> okay, so you apparently watched it. Um, Yuzuki's family and his uh, and their four sons. Um, really, really sweet moments. Yuzuki um, family and their four and and, and, and four his sons, four sons and their four sons. Um, I don't think we're talking about the dad. It's her four sons. Her four sons. <laughs> her four sons. Um, no, they absolutely um, fantastic moments. Very sweet. Um, uh, very heartfelt in a lot of cases. Um, really does. Um, like Andrew had said uh, during his review, there's a lot of um, fantastic understanding of how um, uh, boys kind of interact with each other in a lot of cases. So it, it really did a fantastic job of that. Uh, Sacrificial Princess. Um, I really did enjoy it. I think it was a fantastic story of um, kind of the, in, in, a, in a weird way, the, the Beauty and the Beast thing, um, kind of the setting up of a misunderstandings and um and uh almost masks uh how you portray yourself in 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 a lot of these uh kind of um royal situations and how you're not supposed to show um weakness and and stuff like that and um the the side that you show to your family effectively so i i seen a lot of that there's a lot of really cool stories as far as um the underdog and mis- misrepresentation and all that stuff i really love it um oshinoko um i really did enjoy it um i think it really hit some uh dark side of the uh entertainment industry um, and had some really fantastic moments in, uh, in a lot of cases. And of course, my number one, um, just in case anybody is, you know, kind of wondering, um, it, obviously it's going to be Mashal. I think that Mashal is shoe cream, <laughs> shoe cream, <laughs> shoe cream. <laughs> ba- da- ba- 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 <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. Sorry. Uh, no, it, it's uh, my happy marriage. I believe that show did a fantastic job of. Um, <laughs> Where'd you get even drama as Mashal? <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. I have to ask. Why was Mashal the like? Usually, whenever I do like my, <laughs> so, I'm just joking. That's not my number <laughs> one. It's usually something that can be applied to it, but you're just like, you know, um, just shoot over here. Kizuna no LA. <laughs> Because that's a drama, right? The NFT show. <laughs> Obviously, it's a, a sugar spice show from Crunchyroll. 
No, I, I was going to do one, and I couldn't think of it, and I I scrolled it up, and I seen Mashalay. Oh, okay. threw it in there. It was just random. <laughs> I forgot what my joke was, and it's obviously Inukai-san's dog. That, obviously. It's a, a fantastic drama. I mean, there was a lot of... Um, uh, There's like an exi- existential tension. crisis thing that was happening there, you know? It was a lot of no. I, I I was I was uh, talking about the tension uh, between um, a lot of tension. Usagi and and that um, like and that table. Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, the the drama that was involved in that, that was one, just. Was... Um, I guess forced herself upon that table. <laughs> like the table had no consent whatsoever in that conversation. <laughs> it just it happened. And no, she wasn't applying polish. <laughs> it's just like there's no polish involved there. I'm going to go ahead and let that one just... We said it there. It's done. <laughs> Tables were harmed in the making of this anime. Co- it, the table got co-geased. Uh Anyway, no, my number one is um, My Happy Marriage. I think that it really was... Oh, so it wasn't Mashal. No, I said it was ha- My Happy Marriage. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And then you went on to your little joke. Um, <laughs> brain's fried now. So it's about this girl... And she has troubles, and then she gets married off. Are there any girls there? (laughs) Roll the dice, it seems like a drunk. (laughs) All right, you're drunk. Are there any girls there? Are there any girls there? Uh, Anyway, so, (laughs) my number one is My Happy Marriage. It's a really sweet story, a... um, kind of a girl coming out of a um bad situation um you have a lot of um kind of healing involved in that story and um kind of the after the mo- after the time I, I i hate to use uh uh ptsd but it, it, it basically is what i'm saying is post traumatic um trying uh family those, abuse the family abuse kind of drag trying to drag her back into it um, and her becoming stronger and overcoming all those situations and then eventually um, becoming stronger enough that she can actually fight for what she wants. And I think that it was a very, very fantastic story, all said uh, and done. Um, really loved it. That it? That's it. All right. My dramas. Because Chris put dangers in his list, even though it's a comedy <laughs> comedy romance i'm gonna put it my list because he did i'll put that as number number five i'm gonna put it number five because i again it's not classified as a drama it does have drama in it so i'm gonna put it as number five um but yeah just absolutely love that show like through and through i i I was telling people as second season was coming around i'm like guys go watch season one it's an incredible show it's literally like i think right now fighting as I, i don't know i have to go look but it's probably my number one romance of all time I love it. I just love the characters and it's just fantastic. And season two has been <laughs> like second episode was like, holy crap, this feels like a season finale for any like really good show. Um, it is just, it keeps hitting. So I love it. Um, I'm glad that it's, it's staying strong. My number four I have is my home hero. That show is a absolute surprise for me. I, I hated it at first. I thought the production values were not good. It, I mean, it's not overall, it's still not good production values. But it turned into something really good. I, I really do like the characters in that show. Um, I, like everything about that show. The, the mom and dad make the show. This, the daughter, they're 
protecting most of the time is Garbo, but <laughs> but they're parents, so they don't they don't care if their their daughter is a piece of garbage. Uh, they're they're protecting their daughter. But no, it, it actually turned out to be a really fun show. Um, my number three I have is Sunane, second season. My gosh, I think this is the only spot it can go because we don't have a sports list. Um, I guess I can technically put it in Slice of Life as well, but Sunane's second season was absolutely incredible. I thought it was leaps and bounds way better than the first season, which I had my problems with the later part of the first season. Um, but I, I, it ended up turning into pretty much what I had with Sound of Phonium. Sound of Phonium was a show where the first season I had my problems, and then the second season was just like... An incredible season, and so I'm glad I stuck with it. I, I don't know if this is going to be a new QAnon thing where I don't like first seasons and I love second seasons, <laughs> but season A was was fantastic. So I, I really did enjoy it. So uh, my number three, no, number two, my number two, my number thrued, my number two is Music Families for Sons, which is absolutely incredible. Um, it was technically spoiler for those that have not watched my fall 2023 list. My number one anime of that season is just through and through an incredible show, and I love it to death. So definitely another one there. And my number one I have is Oshinoko. Oshinoko is just an incredible show. It is um, a masterpiece. The writer is an incredible writer. I'm glad that he's focusing on only writing and not doing art anymore because it allows him to focus on just really an incredible storytelling that just hits on some very difficult subjects and the entertainment industry in a way that has never been touched before and it needs to be touched on because it is subjects that are kind of hard to follow kind of hard to stomach at the same time are real these are real stories i not that his writing he's not writing about real stories but he is technically writing based on experience <laughs> uh, loosely based off of uh real stories and he does a really good job of portraying it because it's respectful of the subjects, but at the same time hitting on the difficult points that it needs to be hit on. So it's incredible. And I cannot wait for the second season. So that's my, that's my drama. Do you not have any sci-fis or mechas? Is that what you're meaning by that? Yeah, I don't get to. Do you not watch Gundam? Nope. Well, I, I cut Did out. You watch Dr. Stone. Remember Gundam was during, during my, my work time frame and so i ended up having to fall off of that one and it would only be dr stone yeah the only other one is dr stone and i'm not gonna put dr stone as a no you watched tuku crisis or did you drop off on it that's worse than dr stone i'd put <laughs> dr stone in in sci-fi mecca long before so chris's Tuku's number crisis. one anime of sci-fi mecca is dr stone gotcha um yeah these are these are the areas where chris doesn't like the the psychological horrors and yeah his busyness keeping away from the sci-fi meccas i have a sci-fi mecca list thankfully i put together because chris is not going to be joining me for the next two categories uh my number five i have for sci-fi mecca is gene of ai now a massive stipulation here and there's a reason why it's number five is the fact that most of the episodes in a lot of cases half of episodes are not that good it is typically two stories per episode, but it is it's, it's what twofold and still makes my list is one half is the idea that every now and then there was some really good stories in there. I especially love the animator that was using AI to be able to create his own anime. He was a writer that was breaking out of the norms and doing like very violent stuff for kids. And he was telling his own stories and his whole, like one of the things that pushed him to do that was because everybody else was letting AI handle the storytelling and AI was, was formed to not get into difficult subjects. And so he kept making animations 
by himself using AI to animate and everything because he still wanted to tell these stories. He wanted to do things that AI would not do. Um, there's those, those kinds of stories that were kind of sprinkled throughout there that were really good. And it was a very well-realized uh, sci-fi world. So despite the fact that it has its issues with some really boring stories, it has some really good sci-fi stories in there that were mixed into it. So I still highly recommend kind of going into each one of them and kind of figuring out. I, I meant to make a list of like watch these episodes or these parts of these episodes um, just to tell people which ones are the good stories. But that would just be my opinion, bro, which I don't know if anybody would want that. Anyways, number four, Gundam Witch of Mercury. Um, like I said, I had my problems with the the second season, but it still is a fantastic Gundam, and I really did enjoy it, and it had a decent ending. Uh, Near Automata is my number three. Again, really, not, not again, I don't think I've talked about Near Automata yet. I love Near Automata. I have not played the games, and I was really excited about jumping into the anime of it. And I love that it's not too difficult to understand, despite the fact that it's kind of telling its own story outside of the anime or the, the game itself. Um, I'm following it well enough, I think. <laughs> You'll have to ask people that are knowledgeable of the game if I'm doing a good job or not um, understanding it. But I love it because it gets into all that, all that stuff about, like, can androids feel? Um, can robots feel? Can robots create emotion? Um, robots mimicking humankind uh, post-apocalyptic type of setting, you know, where's the humans and the humans being on the moon and controlling androids to fight this endless war and androids themselves suddenly realizing that they're dying for no reasons and all that kind of stuff like all mixed in there that I really like. So it's it's creating a bunch of interesting question marks. Uh, we have Pluto number two. Again, really fantastic uh, series. Um, there was some slow points early on, but it just ramped up. Like halfway through the show, it just gets so freaking good. And then my number one, without a doubt, um, Heavenly Delusion. I It's going to be in a, a couple of the lists here coming up soon. Heavenly Delusions was an, an absolutely incredible show. I loved watching every single week of it. Um, loved talking to people, trying to figure out what what's coming around the corner. It was, it was one of those shows that I just loved picking apart every single episode and trying to figure out what's going on in the background because it just, it has so much mystery in there that you just love tearing apart. And, um, Really enjoyed it for all of its sci-fi elements to it, the creatures that are in the world, what happened to humankind, uh, possibly bioengineering bio human superpowers and all that kind of stuff. It just, it's just weird. Like, through and through, it's got these, so much question marks behind it that I loved digging apart. So, that's my list of sci-fi mecha. Sorry there's only one mecha show in there. Technically, Nier Automata's mecha, too. They had some mecha suits in that one. But it wasn't a very mecha year. <laughs> There was like one other show, but I didn't watch that one. The, um, I think it was last year, late season was that, um, that other mecha show from, uh, was it Sunrise Beyond? I think was making it, or at least the people from Sunrise, but I don't think I ever seen that pop up anywhere. So it kind of didn't exist. All right. So I'm so on horror psychological. We have Zom 100, uh, Dark Gathering, Oshinoko, Pluto, uh, Attack on Titan, that was a disqualified, sorry. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, uh, Near Automata, My Home um, Hero. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, was that last year? The Yeah, the four-episode um, split movie that I watched. Oh. They released a movie like two years ago, and then it was released publicly in an ONA four-episode series, and I watched that. Did you watch I, it? No. Yeah, that one's a... That one kind of dropped out of nowhere. Like, in the middle of one of the seasons, it was like, oh, this is here. <laughs> okay, gotta watch that now. Because uh, I, like, I was like, 
Kaguya-sama is easily going to go in into my list, and I was like, wait a second. I don't remember yeah, it, it. And I went and looked it back, something? and it said it said that it was released in 2022. And then, um, but yeah, when uh, the movie was released in 2022, but if it was um, moved over to us on in last year, then that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was they at in the list? Kage Seven Love is War, Near Automata, uh, Faraway Paladin, Gene of AI. Is Faraway Paladin horror? I don't think it's psychological. I guess there's some psychological elements to it. I'm not, I'm not sure which one that pulled that one up. That was, I'm kind of curious now of, of which one that would be. I'm guessing psychological. Um, Gene of AI, Kame Arabe, uh, Liar Liar, Bungo Stray Dogs, and Heavenly Delusions is what I have on the list here. So, um, I have four easy. So I got to decide on what I'm going to do with the other one. I guess I would probably throw Pluto in there. I, I'm guessing why it's labeled psychological horror uh, or it's probably in the psychological, probably for the aspect of PTSD. It's very heavy on PTSD with that series. It's it's a main key story beat for the entire thing is the the scars of war itself. So I probably put that as my five. Even again, again, even again, I don't think it does enough with it. It does a really good story beat, I think, early on with it. But after that, it kind of gets a little bit repetitive. Um, yeah, I think I'd put Pluto five very loosely i think because i don't think i really have anything else besides maybe bungo from the horror aspect but i, I don't i don't i mean besides like this very graphical point in it, <laughs> a very graphical scene with a lot of people being chainsawed i'll just say other than that it's just kind of it that's that's it for it i think but um yeah i'll put pluto as number five and then Bungo, like even Kaguya-sama, I, I, I know why it's in psychological, but I don't feel like it was trying to say something about it. It was saying something about it. It was so about the character accepting, having a character that's so internally split into multiple personas and then having like a, basically a crisis about that. But I don't think it was trying to say anything about it. It was just kind of, like an excuse to have those inner personalities conflict. I don't think it was really a, a, a story beat in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. So that's why I didn't include that one. So yeah, Pluto number five, uh, number four, Bungo Stray Dogs. I'll put that up there. Um, and even though again, um, it's kind of limited, but it's still there. It's still present. Oshinoko is number three. I've already talked that one to death. It's the psychological conflicts that happen in that show are legit what the story is about. There's so much about every entertainment industry they get into. I mean, just alone getting into one character and their their struggles with online um, bullying and stuff like that was enough to make it massively impactful. Uh, number two, uh, Heavenly Delusions, obviously in the horror category and a bit in the psychological category as well. I think it kind of mixes the both of them, and it does it incredibly well. Again, I'm not going to beat the dead horse on that one. It's just an incredible show that I love picking apart each every single week. And number one, finally this show, finally this show can get recognition. If you're looking for horror, and yes, even psychological, if you're looking for horror especially, um, I don't know why it seems like it's just non-existent in the world anymore in anime. I mean, yes, you can call Zone 100, but Zone 100 is fun. It's not really like, I mean, yes, they had like one episode where like somebody gets ripped and right in front of somebody and it kind of was trying to be a little bit horrific about it. But 
for the most part, it's riding motorcycles through zombies and stuff like that. It's, it's a fun show. But if you're looking for horror through and through, without a doubt, Dark Gathering, that show is a massive breath of fresh hair when it comes to horror. We just don't get horror like Dark Gathering. And now that we've gotten it and I got a taste of it, I want more. <laughs> like I, I just I loved watching Dark Gathering every single week. Um, even had one during Halloween. And it was like, holy crap, this is such a great, great show to have right now. Just to get that that Halloween spirit going on. It is just such a great show about hunting down very evil spirits and and even gods and stuff like that they're involved with. The mechanics that Yayoi has, this little girl that is trying to basically capture spirits and force them to work with her by making like these packs to where they get harmed whenever she gets harmed so they can't they can't harm her and then having them consume each other so they get stronger to the point where she has strong enough spirits that she can fight the big bad and it does it so well she's yayoi is so twisted i can't get enough of her she's she's amazing um but yeah dark gathering is incredible it's it's a must watch it's not the greatest production values but it's not like it looks bad it's just it's not you know foodable animation but yeah, I love it. I love it to death. And I miss it. I want more. And they just built up to the next arc, and I'm like, oh, please give it to me. <laughs> give me the next arc, please. Uh, that's like the only negative I can give this series, is that it's like, I need the next arc. Like, you built it up. Come on. You didn't have not, you did not have to build that up. It's got me hyped. Chris is ready. You're back. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Are you ready for your next list? Sure. Um, We are uh in in the comedy section and i have gone ahead of andrew so i have to spend a or uh kind of fill this entire gap of time <laughs> you while pat andrew it. yeah i i so so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to put all of you in suspense um while i decide whether or not to no, tell you you have to go, you have to go into like five. a long explanation as to what comedy entails <laughs> what comedy entails comedy you got you got is... to do like the the presentation awards kind of things where our next category is comedy not only does comedy fill our hearts with joy it also <laughs> heals us with laughter when i had a hard time one time i used to turn on carol burnett and friends and she used to fill me with joy <laughs> Comedy, the thing that lightens us, and also tells it takes epic us stories. out of our dark, dark times. Sometimes, it's managed to break the molds into conversations about politics that we all have difficulties facing. <laughs> Anyways, I like how you're you're padding it, and then I start to help you. Pad and you're you're it, and actually doing, doing all the padding, um, and, then, <laughs> and then I don't make my list, <laughs> defeating the purpose altogether. But yeah, um, for my number five, I've got Sundere Lisolette. That's um, uh, is that Endo and Kobayashi Sundere? Yeah, Villainess Lisolette. Yeah, I, I I really did love that show. Um, it 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 absolutely kind of um, it, obviously this is comedy. So um, it's, it's super funny. It is very very funny. I, I, I laughed at this what? show. <laughs> I laughed at I this show. I laughed at this show. <laughs> Um, what, well, I was, Where I did wanted that to voice bring even it come from, like, like it's gotta be from like, a, <laughs> I don't know why you like started some, it. I just become a thing. I guess just because the way you said it and then I, I overemphasize it, I guess. <laughs> but in particular, uh, with, uh, Sinete, uh, Lisa Lett, I, what I really did enjoy about that show is the fact that it had, um, 
kind of really softened the whole um, Sundere thing by kind of playing into the mechanics that make a Sundere a Sundere and and actually trying to explain it a little bit better. And I did well, because really you have enjoy protagonists it. that don't understand what it exactly what, they, they hate me. But no, this is like the rare one where you had Endo and Kobayashi literally talking to the the prince saying. No, she actually really likes it. So he just <laughs> he goes, okay, well then I get, if she likes it, then I can do this, and then she gets all flustered over it. But yeah, I really did enjoy that, um, and it just made it an absolute just too much fun to watch. Um, it, uh, saving eighty thousand gold uh, by going back and forth from a world in another world. <laughs> Is that the um, title? Saving eighty thousand dollars by going back and forth between the two worlds. <laughs> That's the full title. I didn't know that. Saving eighty thousand gold for my retirement. In another that world from my retirement. Saving, saving retirement. That's it. Saving 80,000 um, gold in another world from my retirement. But I, uh, the, the, the main protagonist girl, she absolutely made that show. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. I really did enjoy the just goofy antics when she went off into this uh, uh, long explanation about all what she's going to do. Um, her, her snarky personality. Um, she just absolute joy to watch. Um, my number three, I've got Otaku Elf. Um, I loved the, the references that, 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 uh, show had all the way through it. Um, there was some fantastic moments and we got some really great, um, heartfelt moments, um, kind of hitting different things and involved with that, with their kind of drama that, uh, and acceptance of each other. Really fantastic. Um, then we got hundred girlfriends. This one came out by storm when when uh uh when it put itself on my my radar i absolutely love it of course getting those little um heartfelt moments in there but at the same time keeping it lighthearted, goofy um did some goofy kind of twists on uh different um different genres uh, in particular the 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 zombie genre just kind of flipping it on its head with their kind of different uh uh play on it um but yeah loved 100 girlfriends was it kiss or hado hazardo or is it yeah is it hazardo kiss or bio kiss or do i don't remember it was a playoff of biohazard it, it was it, it i think it was kiss who ha hazarded yeah um but yeah um so then... they have to change it to resident kisser like we don't know what biohazard is translators yeah <laughs> The sad thing. <laughs> we know Unless you're is. really into the otaku cu there's, culture, you wouldn't catch that. But there's yeah. like there was like nobody that knows video. Like if you know what the Resident Evil franchise, you know it's called Biohazard. Like you don't not know that because you you obviously check like Capcom and their announcements, and they always announce it as Biohazard. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Go on. Um, and then my number one is Kamikatsu. That show is absolutely absurd. They. They had they had to have had a blast with that show, and I had a blast watching it. It was just crazy, um, and it did it. There was nothing that was sacred. It just went nuts, and I just had a blast with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, yeah. Yep. Or yeah. Yep. I don't know. Hi. There it is. That's a, it's a hi. hi. I am just I'm thinking of the translation. It's not working in my brain. It's just hi, Andrew. Uh anyways, uh, yeah, my comedy. We had a lot of comedy. Of course, a lot of things are listed like most shows are listed as comedy as well. It's just something that kind of goes with really any type of series. Um, even with if it's just a slice of life show, it's gotta have a comedy in there. Just keep things kind of interesting. 
but yeah, I, I think I not a difficult list to make. I think honestly, um, there's just there's a there's a nice kind of gap between the best and everything else. Um, I think like anything that's not in my list would probably be things like Zom 100, which had its it has some funny moments in it, but it's not. It's just it's just an entertaining show, just like a fun show, not really kind of a make me laugh out loud type of show. Uh, Hori Mia Peace had some really good segments in it, but again, it's kind of like the it's it's literally again cut content, which in a lot of cases you understand fully why it's cut because it's not that funny. <laughs> but there was a few points in it that I did get a good laugh out of, so it kind of worked for it. Um, things like Bungo Stray Dogs, classified comedy, it's got some funny points, but it's not been like a show that I go to for comedy. Uh, Ice Guy had some good moments in it as well. Ice Guy and the cool female colleague. I especially like the whole snow sequence and all that kind of stuff. Had a lot of good laughs there. Campfire Cooking had some fun moments in it as well. Um, other than that, a girl who got, like, forgot her glasses is super cute, but there wasn't a lot of laugh out loud. Kamikatsu, I agree as well, had some fun moments early on. But that, for me, it kind of lost a lot of its flavor halfway through. But it had some really fun moments early on that I liked. Uh, any other ones that are not mentioned in my list that I want to point out? Inukai San's dog. It's absurd. It's super absurd, but it it's kind of one of those shows where it kind of just got it's one upping itself. It's one upping itself, and it's relying too heavily on. I can't believe they just did that. Um, not so much that like it feels clever. It just feels like it's just trying really hard to be as crazy as possible which it, in its own right is good it just doesn't last in my opinion it doesn't have legs to go with even four legs <laughs> anyway that was stupid uh other than that let's see masterful cat had some really funny points masterful cat is depressed again today way of the house husband um is great as always but i i hate acknowledging that show because of the production quality i still hate it uh kendra sort of carries it <laughs> He's literally the only reason that show's good. Um, uh, Clue's first friend had some funny moments in as well. Level One Demon Lord had some really funny moments. Um, just a lot of really good, a lot of good comedy this year. Some funny moments in Yuzuki Family's Four Sons. Uh, it's a lot of relatable humor. If you have like brothers or siblings, uh, U149 had some funny moments. Tier Moon Empire was really good. Tier Moon Empire is one that I'm kind of sad that I'm not going to have on my list. But yeah, but Tear Moon Empire is another one of those ones where like it's humors around misunderstandings. Everybody thinks that she's smarter than she actually is, or at least she, that everybody everybody assumes what she's doing, and it's not what she's doing. So yeah, my actual list though, number five, Handyman Saito in Another World. It's only five. It's five and not higher because there's like a segment of like three or four episodes in the middle that's way too heavy drama and like high stakes, and it doesn't fit. The rest of the show, like the beginning part and the last part, absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh, the first like four episodes, I'm like, can they keep this up? Because this is way too funny. <laughs> and sure enough, they have this gap of like getting overly serious. But then they went right back to it. I was afraid during that gap that they weren't, it wasn't, wasn't going to be a comedy anymore. <laughs> but then when they got back into the funny, they got back into the funny and I loved it. So it's super, super hilarious. I mean, they have a whole segment where they're trying to find the old man's unit. <laughs> they're trying to find his unit. Because <laughs> a dog ate it. 
Oh, so bad. Yeah, and the laughing and pawn uh, measurements. That stuff is hilarious. Anyways, uh, number four, Dangers of My Heart. Uh, again, it, it's it's more for me in the idea of, like, the romance and the feel of the characters and the emotions and all that kind of stuff. But it does have a lot of funny moments in it that I really did enjoy as well. Uh, number three, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Need I explain? It's Kaguya-sama. Guy's a genius at comedy. <laughs> he never lets up. Uh, number two, we have uh, 100 Girlfriends Who really, 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 really Love You, which was just a laugh, like, from beginning to end. I would say there's probably, like, only, like, very minor segments of that entire series where it's like, okay, this joke didn't kind of land for me. But for the most part, just every single time, every single episode was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And uh, number one, Onimai. I'm now your sister. That show, I finally get to acknowledge Onimai's existence, which is literally like up there as like one of my favorite shows of the entire year. Um, Onimai is absolutely fantastic, and its comedy is absolute gold. Um, what they did with that anime adaptation was take the source material and took it to another level, and that includes the comedy itself, which it it nailed every single time. Every punchline, they absolutely nailed it, and I just love the show to death enough that I got a little display up here that I had to custom up res and modify just to be able to get it printed. Um, I love it to death. So there you go. That's my, that's my comedy. Uh, I didn't pat enough, Chris. You, you only have, you have another, we're going to harems, which you will not get anywhere else. You're not going to have a Crunchyroll anime awards for harems. I'm um, just not going to happen. I will say this year in harems, kind of light like pure harems for those who don't know when we classify harem it is typically a show where you have either the elements of harem um certain aspects and tropes of harems is included but the idea is typically that you have one character who has two or more uh love interests i thought it was three three or more yeah because usually two is a love, love triangle. triangle so yeah two uh, three or more love interests and i don't really feel like we had like that many like yeah there's a lot of set guys where the guy has a lot of girlfriends or at least love interests but like like aristocrats uh adventure whatever that show but like pure harem was very limited like even with something like don machi it wasn't very he didn't have the girls there it was because he was he was kind of relocated are you breaking my bubbles yeah, again I think I'm, bu I'm busting it again <laughs> copy it um but yeah, it's um like even like, some things like Mushoku Tensei. Yeah, sort of. Like when you get like Linea and Persina involved and Nanahoshi and uh Fitz, Fitz Senpai. It kind of gets in that realm. Elise even kind of being a little bit thirsty on the sidelines, so it does does technically still kind of hold that harem element, but it's like Refugion doesn't rely on it too much. <laughs> Refugion doesn't rely on things like that too much, so it doesn't feel very harem-y. I mean, like, Shield Hero. Eh? Like, they're all... They're not really after him. Yeah. That's always the struggles. They're not yeah, actively that, pursuing, because that's always the other thing that we always try to keep with. Yeah, we kind of try to make the, um, the jump over into... If you're going to have... You can have the harem elements... Um, but you kind of want to see them actively pursuing the main protagonist to kind of um, imply it. Um, and that, that goes into um, kind of one of them. It's like um, I, I have um, 
for my number five, I've got. Wait, 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 wait. You see what I'm selecting right now? Hmm. You didn't. Yes. You didn't miss that, okay? I'm, I'm just making sure you didn't no. miss it. Okay, yeah. I thought you were okay. It's, All right. It's, don't have to explain it. it, it. I was, was just fine. making sure you didn't miss it. Was it was fine. I enjoyed <laughs> I it. I thought you were pretty big on it, so I just want to make sure you didn't miss I it. I enjoyed it. Sometimes sometimes we not, overlook not stuff. One of my favorite harems of the year. I'm pointing okay. out it's Farming Life in Another World, because that's literally like, that show is nothing is but about him having it a... It is the every, definition. Every second okay. of that show is, let's invite another girl to the place. Yeah. Um. Well, and, and that that was actually what I was getting ready to say was, uh, like, for instance, um, it, when, when we're talking about the difference between actively pursuing and actually just having harem elements, Kuma 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 Bear, um, is one where you kind of have this kind of um, harem elements, not so much um, yeah, the an actual... Yeah, girls that yeah. she's trying to take care of. They And they are technically all kind of obsessed with um, um, Kuma-san, but they're not technically actively pursuing her. Yeah, they're not se. trying to make out with her. Yeah. <laughs> they just want her to make cute sweets and stuff. Yeah, I mean... And she's it, busy trying to find Mithril. Um, but yeah, that's um, that was my number five, is of course Kuma 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 Bear. Um, I absolutely adore that show, and I really do love its kind of... Um, just being cutesy and just having fun as an adventurer. Um, then I've got, uh, my number four is of course, Inukai. We've, we've been kind of bringing that one up several times, uh, so far, the, um, uh, this episode. So yeah, I really love it. I love it's etchy. I love it's goofiness. I just, it, it's just a fantastic show and it's just goofy uh, as far as, uh, it's etchy hi hijinks. Um, uh, then my next one is go going to be kind of temple. Just, uh, it's, it's got some fantastic girls. I really like them. Um, I do like it's heartfelt moments when they try to do something heartfelt. It's not great, but it does do okay with them. Um, and then I've gotten, um, my number two is girlfriend, girlfriend. Absolutely love that show. Um, I really kind of, um, can't wait to see it, um, how it, it, a lot of it kind of resolves. I, but then again, I kind of want it to just do its thing and just be there. Um, and then of course, like we've mentioned several times, the kind of epitome of just fantastic harems this year is, has, was absolutely fantastically, um, hundred girlfriends. I think it came out of the gate, uh, just swinging and it, it never stopped. It did fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at Etchy. Seemed like a weak year of Etchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my harem, my best harem shows of 2023. Uh, I guess I'll start things off with number five. I'm going to throw Mushoku Tensei in there. I, I think, I, let me first off by saying, yes, there is a lot of like shows that I would say does harems better, but we had like a lot of shows that I don't think they kind of delivered on being entertaining while being a harem. Um, like Rakuto's Bad Girls had a good start, but it kind of, kind of fell apart for me towards the later part. Like, it got a little bit repetitive. Um, Tempuru, obviously, is a just a dumb, dumb, etchy harem show. Very classic type, but I don't think it did enough to kind of, I guess, advance the genre, the uh, the actual genre itself. It just kind of did the... It, it played it safe, I guess, is the best way to put it. It, it hit all the checkpoints, and it or the check marks, but it didn't really do anything to create new ones. And that kind of ruins it for me a little bit. Actually, no, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and do, um, 
I'm gonna do girlfriend girlfriend as my number. I I think Mashoko Tensei just it doesn't really feel like it. Mashoko, like I said, Refugion does not rely on those tropes, so I don't really want to put it as a as in my list. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with five with girlfriend girlfriend. I think girlfriend girlfriend's an excellent, um, definitely refreshing take on the the harem genre, and um, which I don't why don't, why do I have Goblin Slayer up there? I guess Goblin Slayer is a harem. <laughs> I'll put, I, I was gonna say I you guys. I, I when when I seen that down there, I was like, "It is." Is it considered? I mean, I I I can assume. I can assume Goblin Slayer. I can assume the priestess, and I can assume the priest, um, the, 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 elf, the the farm lady, the farm lady, the guild mistress. Every female character in that series wants him. The sword maiden. The only one that I think they've ran into that doesn't want him is like the the captain chick, which I think is like head of the guild. And then you have like um, this random like uh, warrior girl that showed up in this recent season. Other than that, everybody wants Goblin Slayer. They all love him. But yeah, I'll put that in number five. Goblin Slayer number five. Like I said, everybody wants him. Um, they're not like they're like thirsty, jumping over the counter, but they all want to date him. They're constantly trying to get hooked up with him on a regular basis. <laughs> So it all kind of works out. I mean, the elf girl literally is not going back to her hometown because she just wants to hang out with, with uh, Orc Bulg. And I mean, I'll, I'll even ship the dwarf and the the shaman, the lizard guy. They 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 probably want him too. But there's a lot of people that want him. But um, it's got again, it's got that it's got that like fantasy dungeon diving with the harem kind of element sprinkled into it. Anyways, uh, number four, girlfriend, girlfriend, second season is super super like if you want harem, this is it. And again, like I said, with the first season, it it breaks the mold and the idea that it's not a main character that is afraid of girls. He's like Tashkani, sure, let's let's do this. Um, you know, he's sticking with two right now. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> but he's got the other girls after him. Uh, number three, vexations of a vampire princess. I I like it. It's Yuri harem, which is even better. If you wanted to ask me what's better than a harem with a guy is being chased by girls. Give me a cute girl vampire that is being chased by girls. That's even better. <laughs> so yes, uh, Terukamari and her her exploits and having a bunch of her maid. Um, I think even the princess wants her. Like she's very interested in her. And then you have this uh, one of the other captain ladies is after her, and then later on a childhood friend is after her. So yes, it technically hits in the realm of harem, and yes, technically entire her entire squad want her. Um, she's literally like an idol. So it, it's got that element into it. Everybody's thirsty for her, and Tedakamai herself is great. So, yeah. And then number two, I'll put Inokai Sun's dog. A bunch of girls wanting a dog, because why not? That's that's a, that's a new realm. Why why have a male boy that is being pursued by girls? Why not have it a dog? Because that's not questionable. And then number one, obviously, 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Um, literally... Like, where Girl for Girlfriend kind of changes the mold for a male being chased by girls, Hunter Girlfriends just throws it out the window and does so many great things that are just super refreshing for the genre. And, again, it, it, never got, it never got old, and I cannot wait for more of it. So, easy. Easy pass. Not pass by it. Easy pass into the number one. Anyways. Etchy, Chris. Are you only going for two? Are we sticking for two? You like the Etchy and Hero is Dead. Not like it's much in there. <laughs> Not like it had much in there, right? I feel like we're missing something. Like a show. Maybe I'm thinking like 
previous there's sometimes where I, I i'm trying to think of a show and it's from a previous year like 2022 like a moral guild or something like that i mean i guess but it, it wasn't very much and that, that that's the thing is like i don't really want to consider because you i i mean you got a couple up in your list and it's like yeah i agree they had some but it was like okay one scene way over here and then on the other one it was like here and here but the shows are not etchy per se i well, mean yeah, if you want to go pure etchy it's things like temple it's um cafe terrence i mean cafe terrence even has like drama and slice of life elements in it i mean they all they're all trying to do something else they're not just strictly an etchy show. right and i and i i agree they, but yeah if you're, if you're so looking much. for nothing but etchy yeah technically it's gonna be strictly like you know kaisan dog and temple and I, and I don't mind that i mean it but i don't want it to be it doesn't have to be the entire show. I'm not. I'm not saying that because, he, like Andrew is saying, oh, yes, you. Temple and Inakai are solidly in the full-on uh, etchy road, but they're not. I mean, you've got uh, level one Demon Lord down here, and I, while I did enjoy the etchy moments when they had them, super um, rare, super. It was, it was mostly rare. around. It was mostly around the uh, Demon Lord's um, sidekick. Yeah, the Demon Lord sidekick and, and, and the Demon Lord when she grew up, per se. <laughs> She's walking around with a skimpy sailor uniform. <laughs> and everybody's going, why is that Why is that lady walking around in that? Um, but I didn't watch... I, I only watched the first episode of Cafe Terrace. I loved the artwork of that one. Um, and but that So I didn't get very far in that. Girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, it was pretty much like i've mentioned before lucky lecture girl and it wasn't that prominent and not enough that i'd go okay yeah that's an etchy show it just had etchy moments in it so it's kind of hard to put that one in there um 100 girlfriends all over the place all, it's, <laughs> all it's over the place around one girl being kind of just uh completely lewd. i could put that one up there i mean i, even, I could even I could. uh has got a lot of moments and they had some they had some moments with uh nano as well it, the only one they didn't loot was um please was don't shizuka. Her. shizuka was the only one they did not loot they kept they kept her safe they kept her for the head pets she, um, she was to be protected <laughs> everybody protect the shizuka even though she had some kind of close moments but she was pretty good she was a good girl <laughs> um <laughs> Like I, I do struggle with ones like um Handyman Saito. When it has etchy, it's really good etchy. Like it is really, really good etchy. Like mostly around um uh Railza. Railza. They had some moments with Laugh and Pawn. It was mostly when she uh it was more implied humor with the etchy and then like when she had her whole episode where she um changed a little bit. Um they had a lot of moments with that one as well. But it was mostly around Railza. They they had a lot of fun with her. They even had it with the the, the, the elf girl? and the they had it with the elf yeah they had it with the elf and the the mage as well some etchy moments with them to them um, it was it was limited but when it was there it was really good is my point and yes so it is kind of a struggle but I think it's it's still overall a really good show this is one of those ones where I do really struggle with the whole thing that we set up at the very beginning where when somebody asks for an etchy show even if it's not a good show I'm still going to say this because it is it has the etchy. So yes, I can say something oh. like Cafe Terrence is going to be more in line for that, but it's just Cafe Terrence in I general for me one. is a show that I can't really suggest. Temple, yeah, obviously. 
through and through. That is the most etchy out of everything in this entire list, I think, and besides maybe Inukai Sun's Dog. But I, is it a show I can suggest? Really? <laughs> it's just not a... It wasn't an enjoyable show outside of that. So, I don't know. It, this is where I get... I get a little bit of a struggle happening with my list, to be sure. But I had, like, Kennyman Saito's my number five. Number four, Girlfriend, Girlfriend has plenty of etchy in that one. It's still got a great harem fun aspect to it. Onimaya I kind of struggle with because the etchy in it is... It's not as etchy as I thought it was going to be. It, it tries to keep it pretty wholesome, but stuff kind of happens. Um, so it's technically still there. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of very mixed on Onimaya as well. Hunter Girlfriend's just through and through fun, and it's got a lot of great action in there. And number one, I have Inokansas Dog because that's just, at least it's got the absurdity humor with the etchy, so it is like through and through an enjoyable show in the etchy category. Um, for my number four, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on number five. So <laughs> I give up um, on number five. Uh, number four, um, I got Kamikatsu. I. This one is kind of like what we were talking about a little while ago where um, it's not focused on it, but it does have it. And uh, when it does have it, it, like I said before, Kamikatsu is just so absurd. Nothing is held back. So they just go full on with everything. Um, and and I that that gave it that kind of offset of when it's not um, when it's not having its kind of uh, etchy moments, it's it's giving you some absurdity of something else. So. And then when they do, they go full bore. So you're going to get nothing held back when they when they do make jokes about it. So um, Kamikatsu is not my number four. Um, 100 Girlfriends, like we had talked about earlier, it's got some really fantastic, you know, kind of thirsty moments and um, some really fantastic, just etchy in general. Um, and then you got, like Andrew had mentioned, Inukai-san, uh, Inukai-san's dog. We kind of made the joke about it earlier with the tables, if that gives you any inclination of just how much they go uh, overboard on the kind of etchy. They, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then Tempuru, um, I think that that is the absolute pinnacle of just pure etchy harem, just lots of goofy fun. One guy, bunch of girls, what and have fun, and that's what they do. There you go. Um, there's a lot of stuff labeled as slice of life this year, and a lot of it I'm struggling with. <laughs> a lot of it I'm kind of struggling with, kind of classifying as slice of life. I um, and I will be I will be honest that this is this is one where I think the slice of life elements are a lot more prominent in shows than I think a lot of other people give credits for. So that's probably going to be where I'm going to have to explain quite a bit in my list, personally. Like, my number five, I, I think, is the one that I'm struggling with the most, which is Danger to My Heart. It is technically classified as a romance comedy and not really a slice of life. And I can sort of agree with that to an extent, because I think sometimes romance... I guess, I guess the best way to put it is you could typically have, like, things classified slice of life romance, comedy slice of life, or a comedy romance. But they're never like all three in a category. And I think that's because it weighs too too much in one direction or the other. Um, but I think like as a slice of life, I think Danger to My Heart is really, really solid. Um, it's got plenty of elements of the characters themselves, the things they're going through, the growth of them themselves, the the difficulties they're facing, their maturity, um, growing up basically. It is all it is all about characters and their 
in their days trying to um, figure themselves out, basically self-discovery, which I think is always a pinnacle thing that I always enjoying a lot of slice of life. So I'll put that as number five. Number four, Onimai. I know this will probably be a massive question mark for a lot of people, um, but this slice of life element of Onimai is really kind of what it makes it for me. Um, I think the the supernatural element, or at least the sci-fi element of it, in the idea that a guy turns into a girl, kind of breaks it for a lot of people. <laughs> but it, it is all about um, somebody coming out of their shell, leaving his room, going out there and discovering new things, and discovering friends, and going to school again, and and learning new things about uh, a different gender, basically. Technically, him having to learn how to be a girl. <laughs> uh, but all this stuff kind of does play into it, and then getting into the elements of his sister and um, you know, the, the love of your, your siblings and the things that you don't kind of see always, um, is always enjoyable to me as well. I think Onimai for me was, um, exponentially better, not just for the comedy, not just for the kind of shockingly good animation and expressiveness of the characters. For me, the thing that shocked me the most was how good of a story it told about just somebody and their life and changing their ways and doing something different, exploring a different life than they had before and finding joy in that new life. So um, it was, it was a it was extremely wholesome show, despite the fact that it's a very controversial show for the, <laughs> the stuff that it kind of touches on. Um, but that's what I always enjoy about bind at least so far is that they, so far the two series they've actually adapted is, is uncomfortable truths that I, that I always kind of peg them as I'm still waiting for that third adaptation announcement now i want them to announce a second season of onimai please but if they do adapt another show another property um in between the next mishoko tensei i'm curious if it might be another controversial show so we'll see my number three i have is skip and loafer such a freaking good show i just realized i don't have a certain show in my listing I'm dropping off Danger to My Heart and putting Insomniac after school. I completely forgot about Insomniac after school. <laughs> and technically, again, a lot more romance, but I'd probably put that in place. That, I guess it's the same argument with Danger to My Heart as, as Insomniacs. I, yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm sticking with Dangers. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I like Dangers way more better than Insomniacs. I, think I love did. Insomniacs, but... I think Dangers did better than Insomniacs. I, I yeah. mean, I, I kept up with uh, Dangers, Insomniacs. I kind of let go. So. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm gonna, it's I'm not gonna, bad. It's just it was. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's just yeah, I don't think it beats Dangers at all. Anyways, yes, I'm acknowledging Insomniacs. It'll probably be an acknowledge in the next list for sure. But anyways, uh, Skip and Loafers, my number three. I I think it is just through and through fantastic slice of life. It is all about the characters. It's all about their journey. It's all about meeting each other and sussing each other out, figuring each other out, um, figuring out yourself. Um, the masks that we put on and the facades that we create, um, struggles with what is presumptions about other people, all that kind of stuff was so well done. And the main character just is just a beacon that everything is kind of gravitating towards to cause all these conflicts, and it's so good. But I loved it. I, I, I want more. The only difficulty about that show is that I need more because the last episode was not was not very fulfilling. It's still a good show overall, so... The journey, as they say. Number two, Surene. It's more of a sports show, but it is all about the characters that are doing the sport. It's not like the entire show is just them shooting uh, arrows. Um, it's all about the characters, their challenges, and the difficulties they face coming together and struggles between other groups and their competition, their rivals. And uh, yeah, like I said, the second season was super good. It was such a good show. 
and it's so it is so low in memberships on every site and it's like why <laughs> it must be a high dive it must be a high dive thing that's all i can imagine and my number one is yuzuki family like i said before yuzuki family is just an incredible show and i cannot say enough about that show so there you go what are you thinking chris I'm thinking about put, uh, shifting. I'm thinking about my quitting. Top two. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm shit. Uh, I'm you thinking about your top two. Yeah, I'm thinking about. Do you need me? Them. Do you need me to to plug some space? <laughs> you I no. I like I said. I just think I'm thinking about flipping them. Um, I for my number five. Um, I'm uh I have a clueless first friend. I think that was absolutely adorable. Um, one of the things that I tend to do. Um, in a lot of cases for my slice of lives is it. In, in a lot of cases, I really want them to just kind of be um, relatable and understandable. Um, and Clue's first friend had this kind of um, – it was a lot more about the puppy love between the two the two characters. And I think that they really did make a lot of their um, moments of these uh, just – sweet and endearing moments they made them very relatable it, it it's it's really about in a lot of cases loss um um and and kind of the frustrations with that and kind of how to come out of that um those moments with just somebody who just truly accepts you for who you are and i really did enjoy that about this show um then my next one is my tiny senpai just kind of sweet uh love story in there with a um kind of just relatable humor and i just really did like how they pulled that stuff off um so yeah i love that one um you made a white box too um i i, I instantly <laughs> fixed it i instantly fixed it i don't sit there and wait for three to appear before i do something about it i fix it and it was a drag um, an accidental drag it um my next one is Skip and Loafer. I think that they uh, no no that's well mine's in the same spot. Don't, so <laughs> don't steal from my list. Oh, it's the same. Um, yeah, Skip and Loafer. I absolutely love the the kind of relatable humor. Um, kind of just more uh, goofy, just understanding each other and um, finding a finding your place in a in a bunch of people that you do not know. And I really did love it. Like I said, I'm 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 back and forth on these two, so I'm I think that I'm gonna put um, number two as um, Oni Mai. Um, it had a lot of cutesy moments, um, but my number one is going to be Yuzuki Family. I just think that that one is a lot more slice of life than Oni Mai. I. I while I enjoyed Onimai a lot more, I mean a million times more than um, Yuzuki Family. I think that it, it uh, Onimai is absolutely has some fantastic uh, 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 sweet moments and a lot of cutesy humor, a lot of cutesy things going on in that one that I really, really, truly loved. Um, Yuzuki Family, like I said, has all the elements that. If you were to say what is a slice of life, it's Yuzuki family. Um, it it has uh, drama moments. It has um, a kind of uh, character uh, uh, study as far as uh, understanding who who each person is, and in these very very heartfelt, um, sweet ways. It, like I said, I I just have to give it to Yuzuki because um, they just have 
everything that if you were to ask me, how do you write a slice of life? It would be that. So take it for what it is. Take it or leave it. Um, all right. All right. Romance. This is a struggle as well, because I guess the, the thing is I have to make sure is very clear for me, at least when I do my romance list is I, I'm trying to think of the characters themselves and really kind of dive into, because a lot of cases you will have a lot of shows where it is a comedy and it's about these characters that fall in love, or at least there's a love element there. And a lot of things are classified as romance, but they're kind of just like goofy comedies like ice guy and her cool fee and, and his cool female colleague. There is some good moments in that show between the two characters. Um, but I, I don't really kind of feel it with like an example like that. I don't really feel it like as fulfilling, but there's a lot of shows where there is a comedy classification, but I don't feel like it's romantic. Like Kubo won't let me be invisible. I think it's a lot of, it's a funny show. It's really comical. Um, really great moments in there. Kubo herself is super cute, but I don't really feel like anything with the main character. And so that kind of ruins it for me. Like, I don't understand this dynamic very well. I don't, I don't feel it's a romantic story between the two of these characters falling in love and all that kind of stuff. It just feels like a one-sided teasing girl type of show. So I don't really feel it there. I mean, even like Nagatoro, I love Nagatoro, but same time, not really getting the vibes in there, and I don't really feel it connects to me personally in a romantic way. Um, so it was a very difficult list for me to do, and I kind of, I, I kind of ended up listing it based on just the romance aspects, and that kind of brought me down to what I come to conclusion on, which is difficult. Like I said, uh, I have number five is Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent, second season. I love Hawk. And say, I think they are way too perfect for each other. Same time as my number five, because I I don't think the writer, at least the adaptation anyways, did well enough in really selling me on Hawk. I think he's a cool dude. I think he's super hot. And so I get why Say likes him. And he he flusters her to all get. She likes him. Um, he's a He's a talented guy. He protects her. All that stuff. I just don't think they did well enough in diving into his character. So that's about the only reason why it's low for me. Despite the fact that I'm super happy for Say and Hawk getting together. But that's, that's why it's down in five for me. Um, I think overall the romance in that series wasn't... It was very prominent in second season for sure. It's constantly there. It's constantly reminding you of their dynamic between the two of them. But it didn't feel like it It was swooning me over with its romance. So that's why it's as low as it is. Uh, number four, this is where we really kind of ramp up the romance for me personally. We get into My Happy Marriage, which I thought was super fantastic between the two of the characters. It is really about this guy kind of learning how to take care of somebody and the other person gaining somebody that actually cares for her. <laughs> um, and I, I think they really nailed the romance between the two of those characters, um, slowly building up to that point where they realize how important the two of them are to each other. I mean, she quickly realizes it, but I think him more kind of realizing it on the opposite end and ultimately getting to that point where the two of them are, you know, fighting to, to come back together again, uh, together again in the end. Somniacs after school, definitely uh, um, kid, uh, love discovery type of show. Um, basically a commonality between the two characters, which is insomnia, uh, eventually coming to the point where they're hanging out with each other and then slowly kind of learning more about each other and eventually 
I, I think what I like so much about the romance and insomniac such as school is it is so much about uh, codependency is not the, the word to put it, but it is literally holding each other up, leaning on each other. There's about the best way to put it, leaning on each other. Um, two people suffering, finding comfort and just leaning on each other. And I, th I think it did well in kind of showing that how that kind of slowly builds that relationship between the two of them. So I would love to more of that. Um, I, I feel like it's just building it up. But I think I got enough taste in that first season. I really enjoyed it. So if we get a second season. Uh, number two, Magical Revolution. Yuri, <laughs> I ship it. I ship it. I ship it. I ship it. Uh, it is one of those ones where, like, it doesn't really get... I mean, it, it hints at it early on. Like, it feels very teasing. And I, I, I personally wondered how far they were going to get with these characters early on. Because it felt like it was just all about... Uh, essentially the main character not liking the idea of having to have a child and was like, I'm just going to get a girl. And then sure enough, she finds a girl and says, can I keep her? <laughs> and it was like, are we teasing this? Is this really what they're doing? And I think it did really good. Like it is one of those ones where um, as it builds into it, eventually kind of getting that point where it just kind of sideswipes you, really kind of hits you, like sucker punches you with like, oh yeah, this is a thing. And I think they nailed it. I, I think it did have, yes, there's all these other elements like Isekai and fantasy and the kingdom and the prejudice and all that kind of stuff that is technically feeling the story. But in the middle is these two, kind of similar to Insomniacs After School, these two kind of relying on each other. And at some point it just kind of goes, yeah, this is kind of a thing. Let's do this. And I, I, I respect it for that. So not being a typical Yuri Bait type of show. And I, and I loved it for that. So I think they're super sweet to each other. And then my number one I have is Danger in My Heart again. I, I think Ishikawa and Yamada are just perfect for each other. <laughs> I ship it so bad. I love the two of them. It's it's it started out like this little bit of puppy love. It's it's got that element in there of self-discovery. It, it builds into the the insecurities a person has and if they're good enough, um, loving yourself before you can love another person, all that stuff building up, and I think just one of the more clever things that I keep hitting on as I cover this series is I love the element of not knowing who, what Yamada's thinking. And I, I, I think it's one of those ones where I, I love that we get a story like this where it almost feels like you're having to figure it out for yourself based on their their actions and their words and not inner dialogue. And I, I, I love it. So super cute. Really love it. And I cannot wait for more. And I'm glad we're getting into season two right now. Because I'm, it's just getting better. It's getting better. So, Chris, you, right. you decided for my number four. You're sticking with four again. What is this whole four thing? I, don't know. I think he's trying to break trends. Yes, Maybe. I technically do acknowledge uh, Kaguya-sama Love Is War. By the way, um, I, I I just think I've I've beat that one to dead by this point. It's it's a good series. Um, for my number four, I've got um. Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent Season 2? Yeah. Or are you changing um, your mind? <laughs> no, I Do you need just, help? <laughs> just looking at the list again to make sure that there Did wasn't Did I get a, the right order? Wasn't a... I mean, I guess I could put uh, Galaxy Next Door. Uh, Galaxy Next Door is... Yeah, I can do that. Because I, I, I think that they did decent enough at selling the... Stingers? <laughs> Selling the stinger, yeah. Stinger. Um, because it I mean, was after clever. All, it was clever. I I did like how that was kind of unique in its yeah storytelling. It's, it wasn't just the perfect waifu. It's it, it's it's sweet enough that it, it it actually does 
pull them together as a um because I, I I've I've always I've made the the argument for um Mysterious Girlfriend X. I think it's a, a good um a good romance as well. And I do acknowledge that sometimes and, and that's one of the reasons why I bring up Galaxy Next Door. Um or why I I do acknowledge the kind of giving two characters an excuse to have to be together. Um, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be detrimental, but at the same time, just an excuse. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, kind of like the lucky lecture thing. It's, 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 it's a thing that is there just as a reason to put to make two, two characters notice each other. Not necessarily that you have to. Um, you can make it more natural, but why not have a supernatural stinger that is in in the hind end of a young lady? I mean, there's <laughs> no real reason why you can't do that. I mean, it is there. Um, I thought it was a fountain pen. It, I thought he thought it was a fountain pen, um, and he wanted to save her life. It was you stuck know? in her side while she was sleeping. <laughs> I gotta touch it. Um, but no, I, 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 I love it. I think it's a, an adorable show and I, I, I think that they do kind of give solid development towards a relationship. And I think that that's the biggest main thing. Um, say Andrew pretty much hit saints magic. I, I absolutely adore Hawk. I, I love say, I think that they are fantastic together and I do believe that they, gave gave a a solid just slow path of just um slowly edging their uh their relationship forward as time went by um i hate that it took uh basically everybody else <laughs> knocking on our door before <laughs> hawk fi finally figured it out yeah. but it is what it is um they they did finally find uh find a moment moment to get figure the things out and um it was it was an absolutely fantastic payoff um, I have Galaxy Next Door twice. Go figure. You're like, he was so happy that he filled out his list by putting it in the five slot. He's yeah, like, oh wait, third I already had it. That's why it was not in my five <laughs> slot before. <laughs> whomp, whomp, um, whomp. Number two, I've got Dangers in My Heart. A, a lot of the same reasons that Andrew, I think that they are absolutely adorable. Um, I love that they're, they're having a, they, they have their kind of wishy-washy moments of, am I really in, uh, I, well, I can't possibly because I am the, the, the most edgelordiest of edgelords. So I can't possibly love her. Um, but they'll, they'll figure it out sooner or later. And I, and while they're figuring it out, I'm just going to watch it and, and just enjoy it. Um, they're just too adorable. Um, my number one is. Obviously, my happy marriage. I think it's a fantastic show. I really, really uh, uh, love their kind of push together in in some weird ways, but at the same time, um, coming out of her shell and then ultimately finding this this thing that she ultimately wants to fight for. And I think that they did a fantastic job of doing the slow. Um, transitions from each one of those moments as she finds her strength and ultimately her voice and ultimately something that she wants to fight for 
All right, that uh, that marks the halfway point of our deliberations, so we're going to cut it off there. We will return next week, so stay tuned for the second half of the run-through. We'll start off things with Isekai, move all the way through all the best girl and best boy before we move on to, into seasonal and the anime of the year. Sorry we can't have it all in one clump, but that is a lot to upload <laughs> and do in one go, so we usually like to break it off into two parts, but... Hope you guys will join us for next week, but until then, thank you everybody that supports the channel monetarily through Patreon, tip links, all that kind of stuff. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed, and until next time, y'all take care. Oops.